Welcome in, everybody. This is the Tim Donnelly Show presents Movie Night featuring Big Nate. What's going on, Big Nate? Not much going on with you. Just movies, man. Movies. Uh, today we are talking Creed 2, uh, which I'm crazy excited about. We'll get to why, uh, why I'm crazy excited about it in a second. But first, we start off our podcast just like the movies. Start off at the movies with a preview, uh, which means we watched a trailer and we're going to give our thoughts on a trailer. Um, today we're doing Mary Poppins Returns, which I think is crazy appropriate for Creed 2 because it's a reboot with kids it's the the son of the daughter of just like uh, just like Creed. It seems to all be about son ofs and and son ofs. Yeah, it's very much a uh, a parallel, I, if you will. It's actually, I'm going to be honest. I'm super excited for Mary Poppins. I'm a big Mary Poppins guy, um, but it's a little concerning. I, I hate how Hollywood goes in these these gigantic waves of like we're all going to do the same thing. For a long time, it was just straight reboots where it's same characters, it's same story, it's same this, just with modern special effects. Then it became uh, reboots with new characters. I'm thinking uh, Jurassic World, where it's like, yeah. it's. I mean, I guess you could say the T-Rex is the same character, but it's it's you know the same trope, but you replace Jeff Goldblum with D- Dallas Bryce Howard. You replace, you know what I mean? Um, and then, now we're finally to the point where we're rebooting, and there has to be a descendant somewhere. Yeah, but not only that, like you'll also do the same characters with different actors. Well, I guess just because Mary Poppins shouldn't and won't and never will age. Yeah, but if Julie Andrews doesn't make a cameo in the movie, they've ruined the whole thing. Okay, it's got Dick Van Dyke. We, we have to start this just like we do every single podcast. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! We do not censor ourselves from spoiling movies. Uh, so Creed. We're going to spoil, um, and Julie Andrews isn't in the movie. I know. I know, but, you, I mean, they could still surprise us. Apparently, she didn't want to step on Emily's toes. I do know it would be tough to have Julie Andrews in the movie because she is Mary Poppins, and there's another Mary Poppins. But I think she's aged enough that you could, like, have her in just some small You want to have her be a different character? I will, I will punch you. You're going to have Julie Andrews being Mary Poppins as like Mrs. Greenbottom down at the end of the street. I will kill you. <laughs> well, then you could like you, you could even modify the story where it's like kind of like a, a Doctor Who type thing where Mary Poppins just no. regenerates into a different person. Because I don't have, think have Emily you, Blunt looks all that much like. It's it's a it's a it's a how Julie you Andrews. it's how you carry yourself is Mary Poppins, and she has it at least in the trailer. The little yeah. I'm, I'm here to look after the Banks children. It, it does look Us? like... Oh, you too. Is like extra Mary Poppins. So anyway... Um, I, I think putting it out on Christmas is genius because what's going to happen is families are going to go oh, see Oh, absolutely. I'm going to go see it. It's, it's going to kill in the box Mar- office. Yeah, Mary Poppins is is my jam. Have you seen Saving Mr. Banks? I have not. That's Is that the one with Tom Hanks playing it's, Walt Disney? He's Walt Disney and uh, Emma Thompson is the P.L. Travers who wrote Mary Poppins and it's about what it took to get that... Puts a little bit of a taint on on uh, on Mary Poppins, just a little bit of like a hue of like, oh, that's kind of not cool. I'm shocked anyone can say uh, taint in association with uh, Mary Poppins. Just how it got. It's I'm like telling you. I'm telling shows. you. Go like, go watch. Go watch Saving Mr. Banks. That's 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 part of the homework for the listeners. So anyway, that's our our original thoughts on Mary Poppins. How excited are you for anything that you're worried about? Mary Poppins. I mean, like I said, just the Julie Andrews things. It's it, Mary Poppins has never been one of my big things, but I don't hate it. I'm, I'm, there's two things I'm worried about. One, that the special effects are too good. 
because the old Mary Poppins is like drawn on animation mixed in with real people and it gives it kind of a super fun kid like feeling if if the the penguins that are dancing look like actual penguins and you can't tell something away like it needs to be a cartoon world it would be like if Space Jam was like Michael Jordan out there passing to like an actual rabbit. It would be, it would be, it would be, <laughs> be like, ridiculous. It would, it, it would be so ridiculous. It needs to be kind of fun and kid. And I hope they, they still capture that. That's, uh, that's I mean, I'm hoping we all learn something from uh, that teenage mutant Ninja turtles movie <laughs> with uh, the, the CGI turtles yeah. interacting with humans. That was bizarre. And exactly. It needs to not be that. And then the other thing is, I hope they make enough room for Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm a giant Lin-Manuel guy. He's fantastic. I'm seeing Hamilton end of January. I've not seen Hamilton. I've never... Like, no one has. I'm going all the way to Orlando to see it. I've never seen anything he's in where I've been like, you know what? He didn't kill it. Exactly. He's phenomenal. So I hope they make enough room for him and it's not all Emily Blunt and the children's. All right, let's move on to Creed 2. Creed 2. I need to preface. I need to get some things off my chest. Creed 1 was the best movie of 2015 to me. Um, I'm a giant Rocky guy. Creed, or, uh, Rocky 1 is one of the favorite movies that I've ever seen. Rocky 3 is pretty darn solid. Rocky 4 is pretty darn solid. Rocky 2 is pretty darn solid. What about Rocky 6? Well, it's, they don't have a Rocky 6. They knew not to put it in the <laughs> in the chron- the in the the number order. That's just Rocky Balboa. I'm not a big fan of Rocky 5 either. Although when I was a kid, I loved Rocky 5. But as I've grown older, I'm like, why is Rocky fighting Tommy Gunn in the street? <laughs> um, but as a kid, it was like Rocky's fighting in the street. So I'm a, I'm a big Rocky guy, so I come into these movies with crazy high expectations. Um, let's. Uh, do you have any preface or, or uh, qualifiers you need to get out? I do. I had uh, Rocky Balboa had left a sour taste in my mouth. So That's I'd the 06 version. given up when Creed came out. I didn't see Creed in 2015. I saw Creed this well, like, week. Like the day before you saw Creed 2. And, uh, I, I was sleeping on a fantastic movie, though. Creed, Creed, Creed phenomenal. 1 is awesome. And I'm actually a little jealous that you kind of got to watch Creed 1 and Creed 2 as a two-part miniseries. I think Creed 1 kind of, it's kind of almost like it brings the Rocky world back to what it was. Yes. It goes, it's, like it's, it had it's, a lot it's of essentially, the power of the first one. It's, it's essentially Ryan Coogler who directed it and produced Creed 2 saying, you know what, the last Rocky I liked was, was Rocky 4. Let's just pick up there. Like, like every like he doesn't reference uh, anything from Rocky Balboa. He doesn't reference anything from Rocky Five. It's just straight like, all right. The last time I liked this is where this is going to be a sequel of. So it's essentially Creed One, Rocky Five is how I treat it, and that's how I choose to look at the world. So let's start with the five S's to cinema success. Five S's to cinema success. Got to say it slowly so you can actually understand it. <laughs> They are, as always, star, story, second fiddle, surprise, and scenery. Um, star. It seems obvious. Michael B. That man can act. Holy crap. Michael B., I've said this for a long time. We've been looking for the next batch of people to take the mantle from Tom Hanks, Matt Damon, Will Smith, Denzel, like that group. They took it from Rob De Niro, Al Pacino, uh, you know, that group, Chris Walken. Uh, I mean, you can name them all. Sam Elliott. They, they took them from, from that group and to this group, and we've just been trying forever. right? There was the, the little movement where it was going to be uh, like Vince Vaughn or, or, or some of those guys. Didn't really grab it as much as I wanted them to. They've done some great stuff, but didn't grab it. I think the current 
like 27 to 34 age group not being I mean I'm arbitrarily starting at 27 because I'm 27 <laughs> and I want to be fair I want to be, be part I, I want to be a part of this but uh everyone from like Timothy Chamolet to I'm a big Zach Efron guy I'm a big Miles Teller guy I'm a big uh kind of that group you could throw um Lucas Hedges in there um but at the same time I think the crown jewel Michael B Jordan Michael B He's, he and, and not just because it's a racial synonym here, but I think he's Denzel. Yeah, and, and I think I think he's Denzel. He's he's like he's Denzel with the swag, but he's taking on roles like he's Leo. Like I would like to see him act a scene from Training Day. I'd like to see him act a scene from like uh, Philadelphia. I'd like to see him act a, from Glory. I want to see if he yeah. can get the one tier. I want to see if he the, the one tier in Glory. I want to I want to see him act a scene from uh Wo- of from tears, Wolf of Wall Street. Speaking of tears, man. His crying. He's one of the few people I've ever seen who aren't like ridiculously <laughs> over the top when crying. Like can can have you ever tried to like cry on command? No. One of the most ridiculous like I I fun fact about me. I am like 6 credits short of a theater minor. Because our academic advisor in school, the one that did our academic advising for football, would put us in a bunch of theater electives <laughs> to get our GPAs up and to make sure everyone, like the, the, the team's GPA looked good. So I took a bunch of theater classes. And uh, so I've done like the try to cry on command thing. It's not easy. No, I can't imagine. And, and, and it's torturous to your brain. They're just they're, he's. Oh, think of the most sad thing that's ever happened to you. And I'm going like, no, 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 no. This, this isn't fun. This anymore. is an elective, buddy. <laughs> like, oh, has has anyone close to you ever passed away? What were you like in that moment? I'm like, I'm not in theater class. I was yeah. not in front of forty of my least favorite friends. Um, I'll give you this. I'm not giving you the saddest moment. <laughs> I dropped my ice cream cone once. It's pretty <laughs> devastating. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I kind of went darn. Does that work? <laughs> Good God. But anyway, no, Michael B. is the man. I think he's the next big th- – I think he is a current big thing who's about to be bigger. Um, I think it's going to be a Leo-like career where um, he goes from crazy popcorn success to you know art house films to crazy popcorn success to art house films that have crazy popcorn success uh, to working with different directors. Him and Kugler are very obviously Leo and uh, Scorsese or De Niro yeah. and Scorsese. They're very obviously – what? You got – Fruitvale Black Station. Panther, Fruitvale Have you seen Fruitvale? Station and Creed. Fruitvale, the 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 teacher could have just said, "Think of Fruitvale," and we all would have been tearing. Yeah, up. exactly. That's a heavy movie. But anyway, so so Michael B. for the star. I mean, I'm giving it the highest grade I can. And until he proves otherwise, um, you can pencil him in for the highest grade that you can possibly give him. At least for me, uh, in any movie that he's in, I actually even liked him in Fantastic Four, which apparently nobody liked. Just Mercy coming out. I'm excited for it. I I think Creed three coming out. I'm excited for it. With the Fantastic Four, I enjoyed it too. I think a lot of people hated it because of all the changes from the comics. Well, it's a movie, read, man. I don't read yeah, you don't read the comics. And I think <laughs> when you're going into a movie, it's almost your responsibility to suspend your disbelief until they ruin it. Yeah, and, and well, I don't also, think there was anything about Fantastic Four that ruined it. I thought it was good. Also. I mean, I get like I was. I think they reached a point, and, and we're now diving into other movies. But I just think Fantastic Four reached a point where we were uh, origin story fatigued. We didn't want to see how people got their powers anymore. Yeah, we just wanted to see them have their powers and do it. 
uh, and and they spent half a movie learning how these four got their powers, which was poor, uh, poor decision. If you're trying, if you're trying to kick off a franchise, you can't really keep rebooting it with the exact same origin story fifty <laughs> different times, and that's exactly the boat that uh, that it kind of falls into. Yeah, just just start with them having their powers and make it interesting. Um, story. What was it? What was up with the story for you? Good, not good. Great, not I, great. I give it a B plus. It was really well done. I think as a sequel, that movie stands alone on its own. I, I don't I think you that. necessarily need Creed one. I don't think you necessarily need all of the Rocky movies. It stands on its own. I have it. the things that you don't necessarily pick up. The context is provided for you. I have it down as good, not great. Um, I think Bianca needs more time. I think Bianca is a, a really interesting, fascinating character, and they just went from like. We should move to LA. It'd be good for my career. To oh, I'm signed. To yeah, they did. Oh, I'm performing. I'm that. performing at the the biggest fight of the year in Russia. It's like wait a wait a wait a wait a minute. Well, that one, I'll give you the label thing. They did gloss over that, but I can see the transition to her performing at the biggest fight because in Russia. Well, I mean, Creed was fighting there, so like I can see that happening it's with the like- lights, with the the light show, like she. I feel like she became a gigantic star throughout this movie. And no one like And and it's like such an afterthought. You know what I mean? Like it's such it's like why she and, and, yeah, and, and she let's be, and let's be honest, she wears hearing aids. Yeah, she had some stuff going on. She is a a degenerative hearing loss. I don't even know sufferer. what sufferer. Yeah, I don't know what the the word is there. She has degenerative hearing loss, and she is becoming one of the biggest musicians on the planet. And they gloss over it. And they're like, "Yeah, but do you want Adonis to take the fight?" It's like, no, she got her own stuff going, and she just had a baby. Yeah, kind of in the theater. She's touring festivals, and she just had a baby. I was, but the most important thing she's going to do is give Adonis. Uh, so anyway, that was my problem with the story. No, I'll give you that. They definitely glossed over a lot. There, it was a weird transition I, from like they go from Philly to L.A., and then all of a sudden she's got this success, and they're bringing it up at dinner, and then oh yeah, by the way, I got Marianne's like completely on something else. <laughs> Marianne's the Bianca's Marianne's not al- awesome. Bianca's don't, not don't. allowed to have her success. That's all I'm saying. Well, like, no, the thing is, they allow her to have it. She's just there. But then just don't tell us about it. It's it's like every every small triumph about Adonis, right? Every time, like I guarantee you, in Creed Three, we're gonna learn when he hits a million followers on Instagram because he's gonna make a big deal of it. And he's gonna be checking his iPad, yeah. sitting in a dark room somewhere, like, man, I reached a million. What up, Unc? But uh. <laughs> but but Bianca could have a hundred million on Instagram and be you know the next Alicia Keys and we'd all be like uh, well is she yeah true from context for all we know like Bianca was doing Creed a favor by like walking a man like she's like exactly getting ready to play the Super she Bowl was the, the next day or something she was the intimidating part of that walking yeah like like we just don't know so I, I need more Bianca uh, the other thing about the story and and actually I'm gonna save this till we get to to big problems so I have good not great whatever that is B. Uh, second fiddle. Who's the second fiddle in this? Super interested to hear your answer. There was a lot of debate about this last night after watching the movie. To me, it's one of two. I got one of three. Ooh, are you putting? Dra- I, are you putting Drago in? I put Drago in. Which Drago? I mean, you can make the argument for either, but Victor. Okay. But I didn't end up deciding. I did, I, I gave a two way tie to uh, Marianne and Bianca. Mary, see, I put Sly. 
I put Rocky. I, I, I put Rocky. That's fair. I mean, th- there's a lot of arguments that can Mar- be made. For Marianne. Him. I didn't even think about Marianne. She's so crucial. Like, she manipulates that whole thing when she sends Rocky the, uh, the sonogram oh, yeah. to get him where he, he still, needs he to be. He still needs you. And, like, the way she talks to Creed. No, she, Marianne's a great character. Miss Huxtable can, can crush a role. And Bianca's there to kind of also, like, share in the drama and talk to Marianne and kind of... Oh yeah, that, kind of the, get the, the sitting, to do what he needs to do. The sitting down, the sitting down when they were on the couch, saying like, "It just seems like he doesn't need me anymore." Seemed a little forced, but Marianne made it make sense. I know. I, 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 if push comes to shove, and we had to agree, I might bounce over to Marianne. I don't think Bianca's as good, or Tessa Thompson's as good an actress as. Uh, Felicia Rashad. Tessa Thompson. Dan, Tessa Thompson. Well, maybe not Felicia Rashad. Just there, there Felicia were Rashad's where her face kind of like lied like T- tessa's a great actress I she's don't, great I, but she's not felicia rashad felicia Rashad. did you know uh felicia rashad uh had, had orchestrated denzel paying for chadwick boseman to go to art school to go to acting school no but that seems like something she would do she was teaching i think at howard if i'm wrong whatever um i think it was howard and and chadwick was going there and there was some actor repertory over in england and obviously or not obviously but uh chadwick couldn't afford it so Felicia called out some favors and Denzel paid for Chadwick Boseman before Chadwick Boseman was Chadwick Boseman to go to acting school. That's incredible. He's another fantastic That's an actor. unreal story. And, and of course, Denzel tells it, and I'm just going to walk all over his story. He tells the story that he shows up to the, uh, the Black Panther premiere, right? And it was one of the first times he really got to talk to Chadwick and Chadwick comes up like, I just want to thank you. You know, you, I don't know if you know this, but you were the, you know, I was the beneficiary of your donation and da, 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 da. And Denzel goes, I know that's why I'm here. I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> the movies. Yeah. 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 But where's my money? Anyway. Um, so God second fiddle, Denzel Washington. second fiddle, I'll go, I, I'm going to leave it at Sly, but I, I respect you for bringing up Marianne. Sly's a good one. And, and I also heard, I also heard, and I saw it on Twitter or uh, Instagram that Ro- Sly may not be coming back. I mean, they set it up right at the end. He's, he, he's oh, I'd be so mad. He, he need he up. needs like, this is going to sound morbid. If Sylvester Stallone is going to let Rocky go, Rocky needs to die. Agreed. He needs to be buried beside Polly and Adrian. Everyone else has died. Mickey died apollo died adrian died like no one just walks out of this world you you the only way out the only way out is through my tears being wiped away in like that's the only way out can we talk about sly for a second though because i mean he he wasn't a writer on creed but he was a writer on this one one, yeah and the way he talks is just it's poetic like he could be saying something simple and like just he's or got a the speech ball. pattern and, the, and the, 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 ball. the ball. I love that, like the little character mannerisms that he's developed over all these years uh, as Rocky. I watched a uh, interview with Stephen Capel Jr., who directed this, and he said, like, you know, the page would be written in Rocky's tempo because everyone knows Rocky's tempo, right? Like, there's every comedian in Hollywood does, Adrian. Like, everyone does that, so everyone knows his tempo. He said, but as you're filming. It's like the beats where he pauses and he takes the ball and instead of bouncing it one time, he rolls it in his hand or it's, it's like, and, and he just has lived in that character for so, so long. It was poetic. I, his performance was beautiful in both Creed and Creed 2. Recently read an article with Rupert Grint. Do you know who Rupert Grint is? 
Ron Weasley? Ron Weasley, exactly. And he talked about how, like, when you do eight movies of one character, he's like, I honestly, like, had to get away from acting. I, like, me and Ron were blending, and it was getting weird, and, <laughs> I, like, I didn't like it, and there was too much of me and Ron and too much of Ron and me. And can you imagine for Sly? He's been doing Rocky for 40 years. He's not going to know how to go back. 76 is when Rocky 1 came out. We're in 2018. That's insane. Like, that guy, that's his best friend. Sly's best friend is Rocky Balboa. Or those turtles. <laughs> those turtles still kicking after all these years. It's insane. Uh, I love, see, that, that's uh, so the, the callbacks were great. Um, uh, surprise. Anything surprise you? I have a pretty big one. The only thing that surprised me is Rocky never threw a punch at Ivan Drago. Because there were moments when he certainly deserved it. They did record it. Yeah, it was recorded. There was a fight in a the fight uh, in waiting the, room at the yeah, hospital. Yeah. I think it's better that they left it out. Yeah, so do I. It would have been a little ridiculous. They're really old. Yeah. Um, my Ralph s- Lundgren still looks like he could murder some people. <laughs> He's also like a rocket physicist or whatever. He's, He's brilliant. A, a super interesting guy. Uh, surprise, I have that I kind of liked Drago. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, – are you, you going to bring this up later? No? Yes? Kind of. They did oh. a really good job, like a sympathetic – You've got sympathetic villains because I felt bad for Ivan. It's, I felt bad for It's Victor. Kugler's thing, and it's why I think Kugler is the next Scorsese. Like when – It's that, not just a bad guy. Like if you go back and rock, watch Rocky Four, I will break you. Like that is all just villain for villain's sake. Like yes, he's a born killer and he was trained by the Russian government to be uh, – Ivan Drago was trained by the Russian government to be the best boxer in the world. But that doesn't mean like he has to be outside of the ring, this bloodthirsty, monotonous robot. Like, uh, he was just a villain for a villain's sake. The Dragos now have, like, nuance. And it's it's Killmonger-ish from Black Panther. Yeah, it was so... Where it's like, okay, you know what? You're 51% villain. 49% of you, I can get down with. Like, there's a moment in that final fight where I'm like, please, Creed, just start pulling your punches. <laughs> it's just like, it's like Victor... He's not a monster. Like, Victor doesn't deserve to... Like, it's the whole... And, like, the whole thing with his mom... She left you. Like, that is freaking heavy. Like, he's dealing with the same stuff Creed's dealing with. Yeah. Creed feels like his dad left him. She, he, uh, Victor feels like his mom left him and his dad. Like, there is, there is similarities here, and it's genius. And Kugler produced it, and I guarantee you he told whoever wrote it, uh, like, hey, Sly, listen, listen. Hey, what, what, what do you want? Make us like Drago. <laughs> Just trust me. And he's like, wait, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, you just have to, like, that to me surprised the heck out of me because I was fully expecting to watch this movie and, like, during the training montage have Made in America being played and, and you know, have Victor Drago, like, murdering puppies with his bare hands to get his hand strength up. And instead it was like, oh, oh, I kind of like both of these guys. Yeah. It's a shame one of them has to. The only thing Victor did in the entire movie that made me dislike him Literally, the only thing he did was the punch after the after the bell in the first fight. And I don't even know that that's necessarily his fault. Like it all happened so fast. I mean, like, it was he should have a boxer. Those reflexes, a boxer has to know that. He's but not, that's literally the only thing. But he's not really Nine, boxing. Ninety nine percent of the things he did, the things he said, the people he talked to, the way he talked to them endeared Victor Drago to me. Ivan has his issues. But that fight with Creed was his first WBC event. So, yeah. I mean, he probably has – he's raw. He doesn't have those <laughs> reflexes developed. So I can see 
Yes, it was a dirty if hit. You, if you're writing that off, then there's a hundred. Like then he is a likable character. It's borderline protagonist against that's protagonist. What that's what I'm saying. Like if you're, it, it that's very, the only reason you have to be like this guy is a bad dude. Did he use a little bit of his like backstory and mean scowling to get the fight? Yeah, but the dude was not a fighter, and he got a fight with the heavyweight champion of the world. You do what you got to do. Give me all the Victor Drago shares. Like uh, he would have, he would have won. If not, yes. like, that's the thing. Like, if he didn't pull that punch, he would have won. if he did pull that punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah, no, I completely agree. He would have won. He was the better fighter probably in both. I think that's, ki- that's kind of the thing with Rocky is that the better fighter doesn't win. It's whoever comes out with the least theatrics during the intros. Yes. <laughs> that seems to be a universal fact. <laughs> um, scenery. Uh, I-, I stand by this till the day I die. Not enough Philly. Not enough Philly, but, I mean, you got the friggin' MGM Grand. That place in Moscow, wild. Oh, like the, that, that, that arena where they were boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy and, and crap. I, and, and then, like, the scenes in uh, the Ukraine. Scenes in the awesome. Ukraine were decent. Um, the uh, the desert where they fought yeah, kind of randomly. Just underground, like, boxing training gym. Just in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of. Um, so, they, I mean, they definitely freaking globe hopped like a James Bond movie. But, um. Like, you know, just, oh, we're here, now we're here, now we're here, now we're here. Um, but to me, the best the best Rocky movies are always kind of grounded in Philly. Yeah. And there wasn't enough of, you of, never really, of brotherly love. And they do all this globe hopping that you never really grow attached to any particular scene. No. You never really and, and grow it's, into it's it. The, it's the it's, thing that I say all the time and kind of make fun of, but Philadelphia is a character in the Rocky series. Like Adrian's the little hole-in-the-wall place that he starts, which... I don't know. It seems like if you're a former heavyweight champion, you can make a better restaurant than Adrian's. No offense. It's so small. It's small and like it's like a hole in the wall. It's a little little. I don't know. Speaking of like things for like Rocky, like they won't fix that light in front of friggin' Rocky Balboa's <laughs> house. What the hell is the city? Of and it's not like they didn't it? know it's him. As soon as he picks up the phone, it's like, oh, Mister Balboa. <laughs> like you're the most famous person from our uh, our city. I understand. Yeah, we'll get right on that. Um, yeah, so anyway, the scenery, not enough Philly, but, I mean, it was cool scenery. Like, the shots were cool, I guess, but still, not enough Philly. Yeah, I'll give you give, that. Give There's me more brotherly not love. enough Philly. All day, er day. And I grew up outside Philly, so I'm, I'm biased about this. And more Meek Mill. And more <laughs> and more Philly. I want, like, people wearing Iverson jerseys. Um, big problem. Did you have a big problem? I had two. I did as well. You, you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Then we'll alternate. Me, you, me, you. Right. Um, my first one is... All the things from Creed 1 that were completely forgotten. Um, why does he not... Like, he went by Creed and Johnson in the first one, and, like, most, of, just Creed. most of the movie was him struggling with, like, how do I honor both of these legacies? Like, his birth mother is getting screwed. Because his birth mother's last name was Johnson, and he was Adonis Johnson until he needed Creed to get a fight. Do we even know if she's still alive? Like, no, 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 she, she died. That's, she that's, why died. He, that's why he was in um, foster care at the beginning of 1. I could have sworn it was the, just that she was on drugs and he got taken away. No, nah, I think she died. That's how I've been operating. Either way. Either way, she's dead in the movie because you never see it. And, and she's like no longer being even honored. Like he is now Adonis Creed, which it's like if we spend a whole movie battling with this, like there needs to be some form of yeah. it. Um, Bianca's career I already mentioned, like, uh, you know, her whole thing with the hearing and everything was being dealt with. Uh, last movie and then this movie it's just like oh she's famous she got a sign um, Rocky's sickness 
the cancer that's no coverage of that at all. The, literally, like there's one mention. throwaway line where he's like, you taking care of yourself? No, I do that. And I was like, oh, is he still sick? Yeah. Or is that like preventative measures? Are you just driving him to a six-month checkup? At like, What's going on here? Rocky, are we going to lose you? Like, <laughs> I need to know how to emotionally prepare myself. Um, it just There was, seemed to be a lot of things that were central focuses of Creed 1. That in Creed 2, they were like, oh, yeah, we're past that. And they were so big in Creed 1 that you can't you can't get away from stuff L- like, like that. Like, I liked the little throwbacks, right? The the first fight when he won, and he's like, give me my keys. I want my Mustang. Because he lost the Mustang getting punched in the yeah. face in the first one. We'll bring like, that back. It's like, all right, yeah, we'll bring back the fact that you didn't have a, a Mustang and actually make it more important when you learn that it's the only thing that your daddy left you. And it's like there's... This, that, and, and, but then not mention that Rocky's got cancer again, or didn't, or does, or. Oh, that is a hell of a car. Or, or, or like Rocky at one point went bald, and, and maybe that's why they were talking about what's up with the hair. Oh, uh, combed it. Combed. Like, like maybe that's, like, I don't know. Do you I think just don't maybe know. Secretly, the whole movie, Rocky was wearing a wig. See, that would have been a hilarious. Like, if you at the end, some if at the that. end he walked into a hospital, like took his son took him to the hospital and he took off his wig and put chemo into it, it would be like, oh, that's why Rocky didn't want to train him for fight number two. Because they don't really explain, like, explain why. All right, uh, that go- almost goes into my next problem. What's your What's your big problem? The baby drama with the whole hearing. You thing. didn't like it. First of all, for. Hereditary hearing loss, both parents have to have hearing loss. Like, it is one of the rarest things See, I don't, for a baby to be born with hearing loss. It's a movie, if Nate. both parents don't have it. And I just feel like it was unnecessary. And Creed was kind of a dirtbag with that whole thing by when the baby's born immediately asking about that. And you could kind of read it in Bianca's face. was like She was well, kind of hurt by it as well. See I, see, I read that look from Tessa differently. I read that look as um, like she's more concerned like she's the one that's really freaking out about the baby not having because she knows how difficult it is and how scary it is and blah 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 and and Michael B Jordan's character was like I'll be the the bad guy that has to ask right because you don't want to be a mother that gets your baby and immediately is like is it broken so he was like I can be the one that wears that morality questionability and and get the ass. That's fair. The one redeeming characteristic of that plot line is Rocky's delivery of the. Are you going to love it any less? Can't believe you'd ask that question. Of course I'm a lover. Like, Because she ain't going to feel bad for herself. Yeah, that was you a can't either. big Rocky but moment. But the moment where they're doing the tests and he's behind the glass and she's there holding him, that's freaking tense. It that's as heavy. tense as any round they fought. It was very heavy. It's like, oh, 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 especially because her mom is a musician. And even after her mom's hearing goes, she could still play her music for her child and this child won't be able to hear it. Yeah. Or will, but they have the hearing aids and I thought the I thought the baby stuff was the only outside the ring storyline that was handled halfway decent. From like Marianne noticing, right? And then them both going like Oh what? wait a minute. And, and all the way through uh introducing the baby to uh, Apollo at the at the tombstone and kind of passing along that tradition from Rocky who obviously yeah. likes talking to tombstones to now Creed who likes talking to tombstones like the baby got to have a hobby got to have a, like uh you know assuming Rocky is actually gone like he said he was um you know that that Creed's ch- going to Rocky's tombstone the, 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 abs- Rocky's not dead yet don't do it to me 
Not well, here. They gloss Not over, now. They gloss over things. We've already proven that. So <laughs> If they just come, like, the only way it would be cool if Rocky didn't come back, because like I said, Rocky, this, uh, it's morbid, you shoot me in the face if you want to. Rocky needs to die. Yeah. That's the only appropriate way for Rocky to get out of the Rocky franchise is Rocky needs to pass away. And then he needs to come back in like two or three more movies with flashback words of wisdom like uh, uh, Mickey used to, right? So, yeah. Come on, Rock. Ah, just keep moving. Like he needs to, they need to have already recorded Sly saying like, it's not, it's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how much you keep yeah. moving forward or some, some ridiculous like that that can come back later on. You know, as, as Michael B is dazed looking up and uh, Wood Harris is, is coaching him up. He needs Rocky to, to join him in a concussion-like haze. Um, so the only way I'd be cool with Rocky not being back is if the next movie, Creed Three, like opens with Rocky's funeral or something like that to where he died, but we just didn't see him yeah, die. Yeah, that's what they would have to do. That's the only way I would be cool with it. So uh, Coogler and Michael B, uh, hit me up. I'll write the movie for you. <laughs> um, Frank, St- oh, wait, you have one more, right? Oh, no, I have one more, and you have one more. Yeah. Why in the world wouldn't he take the first fight against Drago? Yeah. Like, why was Rocky so mad that he was taking this fight? Yeah, I didn't understand that as well. It's not He's not taking a fight with he's, Ivan Drago in his prime for all we he's know. He's like, the heavyweight champion of the world. And Rocky doesn't want him to take a fight? Yeah. With the guy who killed his father? But then maybe if he was still going through cancer treatment... He didn't want to leave Philly. He's he like, hey, give me a couple. Give me, give me eight months. <laughs> give, me right? <laughs> give me Give me eight months. No, it's like uh, it's like no. Of course, he has to take that fight. And you're right. It's not like he's fighting Ivan Drago in his prime after Ivan Drago has killed other people. He's fighting a fighter with zero experience. I'm not afraid of Michael Jordan's kid playing him one on one if he's a professional soccer player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if if he's not an experienced basketball player, I'm not going to just assume because his last name is Jordan that he's going to dunk on me. Exactly. Especially not if I am currently the best bat. Like LeBron James isn't afraid of Michael Jordan's kid just because it's like, oh, whoa, that's Michael Jordan's kid. Like you have, he murdered your father. You kind of on national to. television, and you are the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, that did feel really forced. Rocky so much so didn't agree that he wasn't in his corner. This is the guy that saved his life. So what you're saying is Creed being in the hospital and like all the struggles he had were really Rocky's fault. Because you notice the first fight Rocky shows up to again after the fact. I I had that written down. He wins. Is it Rocky or is it Creed? It's Rocky's (laughs) fault. (laughs) It's not Creed. You know what? No blame on him. Like it, I mean, it it's is bad coaching. Fire your coach. It is pretty. But don't, because you obviously need him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a tricky balance. If he dies, Creed. That was That's what it was. It was a total power move from Rocky. You need me, yeah. and I'm going to show you. I need more money. You see where I'm living? I'm still in the one bedroom. My <laughs> restaurant's falling apart. They can't even fix the damn streetlight. <laughs> um, all right, what's your last big problem? The soundtrack was not as good as Creed 1. I agree. I like, agree. Creed 1 had some killer music. Creed 1 was a movement of music. Meek Mill, when, when, well, what I will say is there were a few times, and I think I have this written down, there were a few times um, they did well with the, and this started in Creed 1, the like slow, dramatic, almost classical, gonna fly now. Yeah. Like when they, when, when there's an intense moment going on and the, uh, do, 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 do. hold on uh, the Rocky music 
while he is trying. Oh, yeah, yeah, the baby to stop crying scene where where Bianca had to get out of the house and leaves him. And he is just, I need to figure out a way to get this baby to stop crying. And and you could tell that he's digging deep, right? New father digging deep. Yeah. They started playing the Rocky music. I thought that was a goal. Like, it was. Like any time Creed focuses, that music is going to play. That was yeah. the thing. Like We left the movie and Cindy said, uh, there wasn't as much good music in this one. It it. it it was just a bunch of different versions of the uh, Rocky theme. Yeah. I was like, I, but I, yeah. lo- I, lo- I love that Rocky I mean, theme. It, it there gets you pumped. But there wasn't Meek Mill. There wasn't the scene, and I think they tried to do this with the underwater thing, but there wasn't the scene where he's running through Philly with the dirt bikes coming up, and they're circling around him, and Rocky's up that. in the window, and he's yelling, come on, Rock, come on. Like, there wasn't that. There were scenes that got me, like, gave me chills. But there wasn't a scene that straight stood up every hair on my body and was like, oh, let's go. Like I was telling you, when, oh, let's go. when I watched Creed 1, mm-hmm. I wanted a box after the fact. After watching Absolutely. Creed 2, I don't know what the hell I want to do. This is not a joke. And I'm not going to say the uh, the gym because I'm not, uh, not going to give them free advertising. But I'm going to a boxing gym on Saturday. That's not a joke. They give, us, they give a free thing. I'm going to see, see how I feel about it. I can dig it. All about Creed, baby. Watch Creed One, and I'm going to bring not Creed Two. I'm going to bring headphones, and I'm going to have them in, and it's just going to be playing "Gonna Fly Now" on loop. <laughs> gonna fly now, just nonstop. And then they're going to be like, "All right, take out the headphones. We're trying to get a class start." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> why, why are you humming along so loudly? Yeah, <laughs> uh, why, why are you yelling? Come on, come on, Mick, cut me. Um, the other thing I've written down here is. Uh, Oh, this is kind of irrelevant. It's not really a problem, but I just think it's funny. His mid-fight come-ons, he does them all the time. Come yeah. on! It reminds me so much of Jersey. Grew up in Jersey. I know guys, and he grew up in Jersey. So many guys say it exactly like that, and I used to say it. Like, if I threw a bad pass in football or whatever, I'd, come on! It was the, like, it's it's a very small little Jersey thing, but uh, it reminds me that he's I, not from I kind of like his mouthiness mid-match. Like, it was all cheap throwaway lines, but like... That keys to the Stang one was Oh, yeah, yeah. Just give, awesome. give him my keys. Give him my keys. Um, and then the other thing I have written down here is uh, when Bianca yells, that's right, there's a moment in, in one of the fights, and I don't even know which one it is, but I've written down, uh, Bianca yells, that's right, after I'm guessing Adonis does something badass, uh, is exactly how I hope my wife would react if she was ever watching that's me right. in a fight. Just, just, that's right. Just, hey, that's right. Like, like I'm not jumping in there, but uh, but, yeah. Take care of business, like yeah. that's because the, the first the first Drago fight you could tell she was hesitant, right? She was rooting for him, she wanted him to win, but she she wasn't. That's right, she wasn't that kind of confident. She wasn't. That's right. I need I need that. Well, you got Rocky in that second fight. You got Rocky coaching Creed, and then you probably got Marianne over there coaching Bianca <laughs> on what she needs to do as a boxing wife. Yeah. That, that's what it is. She had the <laughs> best boxing wife beside her. Marianne's going, give him a that's right. Give him a that's right, sweetie. Let him know. Let him know. Let him know you're there. And also, and this could be just me, but she calls Adonis D because she knows him as Donnie. But every time in my head I go, well, his name's Adonis. (laughs) She's like, let's go, D. I'm like, ah, ah. Let's go, A? I don't know. Or you could just call him Donnie. Like, I don't know. That's just a nitpick from me. Um, Let's Frankenstein the movie. All right. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Mine's kind of funny. Do you... you go first. Okay. Frankenstein the movie. What we do is we take the different, basically try to describe it using parts of other movies. Um, 
<laughs> Ready? You take the villain from Rocky Four. You take the story from Rocky Three. You take the characters from Creed One. <laughs> you put in ten percent of the scenery from Mad Max, and you put in the clothes from uh, the Nike Jordan brand, Creed Two. You got their little HBO in there. <laughs> you got it, yeah, exactly. And the logos from HBO. Literally, it's the villain from Rocky Three. The story or the villain from Rocky Four, Drago. The story from Rocky Three. It's three fights. It's the uh, with basically Victor Drago playing Mr. T, which makes sense, right? They're both way bigger, stronger, uh, scarier. Uh, characters from Creed, because you have Bianca, you have Donnie, you have Wood Harris's character. Uh, 10% of the scenery from Mad Max, because in the middle of nowhere, they drove into a gasless <laughs> desert. Um, and then clothes from Jordan Brand, because it's very obvious that they said, oh, this guy has the same name as Michael Jordan. We should sponsor everything he does. Another thing, though, Creed acts like it's so weird that Rocky's driving him to the middle of the desert. But let's not forget, in the first movie, he gets his start by driving to friggin' Tijuana, the <laughs> middle of Mexico, to box. Hey, he's, he's come a long way and since then. then. Like, he's now, the heavyweight like, champion of the world. This is unorthodox. And the, the putting a foot in the, in the tire and boxing I love that. is badass. I loved that. That, whole, that training was way cooler than any of the training from the first movie. You got Rocky throwing that That's- big... <laughs> the medicine, medicine ball, ball at him. Aside, aside from the the run, they didn't. The only thing that montage didn't have was the last iconic running up the stairs. There are no stairs in the desert. There, there, Tim. There's no stairs. Like at the point where it he, didn't. It didn't have a pinnacle. The point where he fell down and then stood back up seemed ridiculous to me. Yeah, like he, he obviously fell down, down on. I mean, that's a desert. That that pavement is probably 120 degrees. And Rocky's like, "Come on, get up, kid." It's like, no, you need to get out and see he's if he's alive. Burns. You need to get out and see if he's alive. Like, check the skin. Like, he's going to be fighting in a heavyweight championship fight soon. It also you can't leave him alone in a freaking desert asphalt. There were a couple of things I noticed there too. First of all, Creed only brought one outfit. I don't know if you noticed it, but the whole time they're training, like the outfit just loses more and more pieces. Like they huh. were white, See, I like that. He's they were hard. white pants, but then they like ended up with the <laughs> legs cut off, and then he's shirtless. I but like the that. other I'm fine thing. With that. It looked like they were in an area where there's no way in hell they should have been able to find ice anywhere because it didn't even <laughs> look like they had electricity. But he's taking an ice bath. Yeah, when he put the hands into the ice bath. Oh, I cringe. That was a. Uh, I mean, that's good. That's the. That's the stuff. That's what I need. They just needed that one, and I think they were trying to do it with the underwater thing, him shadow boxing in the deep end. Um, but it just it just didn't hit. It wasn't Rocky running up the stairs. Yeah. It wasn't uh, Creed running through the streets of Philly. It just wasn't. But I still, I still appreciate and and the the training montage that Victor was going through with the ropes where he was doing push ups and then all four like, you know what this was? This was a movie for CrossFit fanatics. They're all watching. Just work out until you break something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, CrossFit is definitely a a world now. Oh, I would hate it so much. I was thinking about that. Actually, we'll get to a sequel in a second. Did you have a Frankenstein? I did. So it's got the unnecessary side drama of Rocky Balboa. (laughs) The sympathetic villains of Fast and the Furious franchise. More unnecessary muscle groups than the WWE. (laughs) <laughs> and the brutality of Fight Club. You didn't know you Creed too. You, you didn't know you needed the ninth back muscle to, yeah. to, to box. Like, there were muscles spasming that I didn't even know humans had. 
And, and, and Particularly on Victor. Good God, that man's a monster. He's gigantic, and you could tell he... He's he, not even, like, toned. He's just huge. A and, mountain of a man. And it's funny when they have... Because, like, the, the first fight, the one that won him the heavyweight against Danny Stuntman Wheeler, like, that's a real boxer, right? That is, like... He's a freaking prize heavy, like not heavyweight, but a champion, right? Yeah. His body was the least impressive of everyone's in the movie. Yeah. It's like to be a boxer, you need more functional strength than you need like aesthetic strength. Like just every muscle on your body popping, rippling, and moving around. Like the actual boxers don't, some of them do. I'm not, I'm not going to say none of them do, uh, but some of them, uh, you know, they don't have all that. Uh, I like the, also the addition of, Fast and the Furious. There are similarities here to where like it starts really grounded and then we just progressively gets we're more like, and more ridiculous. The government's sending us to box in North Korea because I, Okay, and uh done differently. Do you have something you would have done differently? Because we can get to like next scenarios when we get to sequeling the movie. I think you could do this as sort of it wouldn't quite be a trilogy, but you could do this movie from three different perspectives. One Creed, Creed one Victor, one Bianca. I, I'd be interested in a Bianca spinoff because I mean there were a lot of moments like we were talking about where Bianca's going through sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff and 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 she's talking to Mary I'd be, inter- I'd be like, interested in it. I want to see more of that. Um, do you know what I would have done differently? What? And hot take, buckle up, everybody. Drago wins, but when he wins, disses renounces his dad in Russia. I could have seen it going that way as well. He wins. Ivan runs in, right, and is the happiest person on the planet, and he's you know, looking at uh, Bridget Nielsen, and he's, he's so excited, and he's so – and Victor's like, nah, 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 nah. Screw you, guy. I'm out. I did love the way it ended, though. I mean, yeah. That's the first time I, in also, 40 years of movies that the towel has been thrown in. <laughs> That's true. Because it was unrealistic that to, Victor would get knocked out. And for it to be Ivan Drago to throw in the towel, that's it was just so powerful. unrealistic that Victor would get knocked out. We wouldn't have believed it. I would not have believed no, it. No. No way in hell, man. So it had it had to be a, a forfeit. Like the guy was massive. Like Michael B. Jordan can't knock that guy out. Impossible. Which is why Drago should have won. That was another conversation. Was they, they should have? They're so differently sized. I, he doesn't land a punch, man. It, it's or if he does, Victor just laughs. Ha 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 ha. But like, I would have loved like Ivan because Ivan was pushing him in ways that a parent shouldn't push a, a son, right? And he was putting too much pressure on him. And obviously, the mom was a jerk. I, I would have liked to have seen Victor win because Victor, like we talked about, if you write off that one punch, he's a protagonist. Um, you know, a, a fight to where Michael B. and and Victor Drago respect each other. Uh, Victor wins, maybe on the cards, right? Maybe it comes down to that. And then as Ivan runs in, it's like, no, 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 no. I'm staying in America. You can go back to Russia. And Ivan screwed again. Because Ivan is essentially, I don't know if if we want to go this this deep right now, but Ivan is essentially doing to Victor exactly what Russia did to ivan yeah put all the pressure like russia put all their hopes and dreams on ivan and when he didn't live up to them he uh russia renounced him and made him a stray dog i think is how he put it um and then ivan is putting all of his hopes and dreams on victor um and i guess the the redeeming quality is that he didn't renounce him at the end he was like kind of cool with it but still i would have liked to have seen drago win um and it would have set up creed three as Drago Creed 
three as well. Would have been the third fight between them. That's fair. So let's jump into there. Um, I don't even – is it sequeling the movie if it is the ninth stop in the franchise? Yeah, at this point, it's – we don't even – Next, there's going to be a sequel. What the hell is going to happen? Somebody's se- going to box? Sequel, sequel the movie. I guess we'll put this next installment of the movie for a franchise like this. Uh, do you have any ideas? I just went completely ridiculous with it because, you know what, let's have some <laughs> you're, fun. You're to the point where Fast and the Furious is jumping cars between <laughs> between uh, between oh, buildings yeah. and dropping them off of helicopters. and. So we're going to have, after the fight with Creed, the second fight, Creed and Victor Drago, mm-hmm. they gain respect for each other, become friends, mm-hmm. and uh, something happens, they're caught colluding or something, and they both get banned from WBC. What do they do? They start... An underground boxing league. <laughs> Creed just becomes an awful person. Drago becomes an awful person. Bianca leaves Creed, and her career just goes nuts. <laughs> We're just drama balls to the wall. The, the, That's the, the There's a song called, like, You Ain't No Heavyweight. There, yeah. There, there's... She puts out a diss and, album. And it doesn't... There's no redeem at the end. There's no redemption. No redemption. It's just I'm sick of it. We, things go off we, the walls, we, and we just let them. Let them. It goes completely off the rails. Rocky dies. We cut, Rocky dies, and then uh, then you got Marianne dies. Oh man, we can't kill Marianne. <laughs> hey, you, you she just, she you just, just broke up Adonis and Bianca yeah. and had her write a diss album about him, and you're like, oh, we can't have the old lady die. But Marianne <laughs> needs to be around for Creed Four. When we bring him back to glory. We're going on the full, like, Fast and the Furious arc. Okay. Um, I mean, you definitely went off the walls. I have, uh, I have one thing written down here. Actually, two things written down here. I don't know if it makes a full sequel, but I have two things I know that need to be in the sequel. He needs a friend. He needs Pauly. He needs yeah. Rocky or uh, Apollo to Rocky later on, right? He Victor ne- Drago could be that. I'd be Maybe. fine. I'd be. Eh. I don't know if I could take a, a full movie of that speech pattern. That's true. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, we've taken how many movies of Rocky's speech pattern? Exactly. So, <laughs> so just replace. We're just replacing them with Victor Drago. He which needs feels a friend. Wrong. And, and here's the thing: because everything in this this universe uh, has to be someone's kid. At first, my first thought, and I've heard other people say this, but my first thought was Polly's kid. But then I was like, nah, that doesn't make much sense because I don't know if Paulie would have had a kid. Rocky's son. Rocky Jr.? Milo Ventimiglia. You know what I'm talking about? Robert. Yeah, Robert. Imagine Rocky passes away, okay, at the funeral, which opens the next movie. Robert Creed, obviously both there, both Paul Bearers, right, both – super involved in everything because it's the son and the son he didn't have for a while, um, but then got back at the end. And they end up at Adrian's that night drinking, right? The, as one does. The as one, I mean, you just buried your father and your father figure. Like, absolutely. Is you, Adrian's open without Rocky there? Because, like, it seems like he was either there or at the gym. That starts the conversation, right? Adonis says to Robert, I want to I want to start running Adrian's like, you know, just I don't know who he left it to or whatever. Me and you will just, you know, you go back up to Toronto, don't worry about it. I'll make sure it stays open. And Robert hits him with You got to fight, man. You can you, like what do you can do? Waste your prime running a 
a restaurant honoring my dad. You got to fight, man. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you got to fight, man. Dun, dun, dun. And then Robert and 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 Robert almost learns about Rocky, the dad that he didn't have a super close relationship with through Adonis yes. the same way Adonis learned about his father the one Rocky. he didn't have a super close relationship with through Rocky I can dig it Creed or not Creed Kugler hit us up we're writing we're writing gold over here um, and the other thing I uh, <laughs> the, the other thing I write, wrote down is I want to have one of these where it comes down to who stands up I think it was Rocky 2 where Apollo and Rocky both knocked each other to the ground yeah. And then the, the ref starts counting and it's like one of you has to be up at ten, right? It's whoever stands yeah. up whoever stands up. So I want it to be that where there's a, a villain that we care about the way we cared about Apollo by that point. Rocky, meaning Apollo Creed or Adonis Creed, boom, right hand to right hand, knock each other out, they're on the ground, ref starts counting, whoever stands up, they're crawling up the ropes, and Adonis gets up first. I can, with with and now Robert in the corner, not completely understanding boxing, <laughs> just but but giving, he un, but he understands the heart of a Balboa and a Creed, right? Saying things he's heard his father just, say, just, hoping they just apply, screaming, "Get up, get up!" That's what I need. That's that's the sequel that I would write. And and they better be calling us seriously, Kugler. You got our number. You don't, but I think you're the type of person that has ways of finding. You, you this. can get our number. <laughs> I think we're pretty accessible. At Donnelly Sports. If you need to hit me, this up is on literally Twitter. what we're doing right now. We're not busy. <laughs> I already, I already wrote the whole thing, all of it. <laughs> Script. That's what he did last night. <laughs> I, I, I immediately after. Two hundred and six pages of gold. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's three hundred and forty pages. It'll have to be trimmed a bit. <laughs> you got editors. It's it, it, or it could be the next nine installments of the Rocky franchise. Just uh, pull the Lord of the Rings, and there's like a four hour Rocky movie. <laughs> yeah. Four hour Creed three. Um, <laughs> uh oh, you know what? What point we're to? Yep. We got to rank this bad boy. That we do. I actually didn't write this down, but I know exactly what I'm going with. I, I should say this. It is the highest of anything I've ranked. Same. Really? Yes. By like 24 points. I, uh, just so everybody knows, Outlaw King we've done. I think it's an outlier because it was the first one we did, and it came in at 731.5. Wreck-It Ralph 2, 602.5. And Ballad of Buster Scruggs was 535. We didn't like that one. Um so where are you going with, uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You go first. 734. 734, all right. I Creed it, 1 would have been in the 800s. I give it a 900. Whoa! Do the math there. Do you have the math? Do you have the, 817. Uh, putting 817 it a new, on the top. A new top. Creed 2 comes in at 817. Again, we've only done four of these. but uh, <laughs> Thank God, because I was, I was getting real frustrated with Outlaw King being on top. Outlaw King can't be on top. Um, it was, a, again, solid. You, have to, you can go back and listen to The Outlaw King if you want to know everything about The Outlaw King. Um, so, yeah, 817, Creed 2. Any last thoughts? Anything we missed? Let me see if I have anything else in my notes. It's a great movie. Not as good as Creed 1. Definitely not the best movie of 2018 or 2015, but Creed 1, if you haven't checked it out, that would have gotten higher than a 900 from me. Creed 1? Yeah. Well, to me, and I've said this on air before, I think Good Will Hunting is my favorite movie of all time. Um, I think that I would put as a nine. I'd put as a 900 um, just because I always want room for my socks to be blown off. 
That's fair. If and, and who knows if it ever will, right? Nine hundred may be my ceiling, but right now, Goodwill Hunting is a nine hundred, um, and and this comes in at seven thirty four for me, eight seventeen overall. I think that's its rightful place amongst the movies we've watched here on Movie Night. Um, like, oh, I was looking at my notes to see if there's anything else I wanted to mention. Last, uh, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. That's Creed Two. Put it in the books. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. See ya. <laughs>